A little bit of both, a mix of nerves, excitement, but um, that's kind of how it is for me at every level. First couple of games, I'm kind of zoning into it, but uh, a little bit. But it was it was definitely good energy, I would say. Do a lot of magic have a pair of home preseason games this week? Why preseason remains an extension of training camp. Plus, we'll check in on the rookies and give a shout out to the female athletes in our lives and why Orlando needs to bring back the miracle. We'll get to that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. It is October 15th. It will be October 16th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about how preseason remains an extension of training camp. It is not just a cliche. We'll, we'll highlight some numbers for the first half of the preseason. We'll check in on the rookies, and I'm going to bring it back. I do it every year around this time with the WNBA actually expanding. Hashtag bring back the miracle. We'll talk about uh, that plus the Orlando Pride on today's episode of Locked on Magic. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked on podcast covering every single team in the NBA. To search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. It is one of the great cliches. Every single training camp. You will hear a coach say it. You will hear the player say it. You will hear everyone who is involved with the team say it in some capacity. And now I'm going to say it to you. The preseason is just an extension of training camp. I always like to caution people and caution uh, viewers and fans um, because I've, I've been around the league long enough. You know, you get the rhythms. You, you understand what means something and what doesn't necessarily mean something. Uh, when you watch this league long enough, the preseason's kind of tough to gauge. Um, you know, I, I think Matt Moore, the Action Network and Locked on Nuggets says it really, really well. Um, pre Preseason stats and preseason, like, things, you, you look for patterns, sure, but preseason's not going to be a great predictor of how you're going to do. If you're perfect in the preseason... That's always better than losing, but that's not going to tell you you're in for a good season. Um, if you can't win in the preseason, maybe that is a sign of concern. And I always, I always personally go back to um, the 2004 season, the 2000, yeah, uh, one, two, yeah, 2004 season um, when the Magic did go winless in the preseason. They were 0 and 7, and I do remember reading in the Orlando Sentinel back in the day that. 
Doc Rivers said that that was an early sign of trouble for that team. And of course, they they went to, they did end up winning their first game uh, in overtime over the New York Knicks and then uh, lost the next 19 and Doc Rivers was fired after 10 of those games. Um, yeah, it there, 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 are, there are some warning signs everywhere. But as I say all the time, you know, with, with some of these things that may not mean anything, it's better to know a team can do something than it can't. And so... You look at everything with a little bit of a grain of salt. You look at everything and say like, okay, is this real? I don't know. But it's making me think. And and maybe making you think is all it needs to do. Every player on the team, now that we have half of the team's preseason games done, has essentially said that, yes, this is an extension of training camp. You know, we know there is plenty more to work on. We know, you know, what we're trying to get done in these preseason games. And and that's not, you know, that's, not necessarily to win, but it, it, it's it's building on what they're working on in these camp scenarios. Now, there are some things that I do think are noteworthy. I don't know if they're real, but they're noteworthy. We talked a little bit about them after the game on thir- after uh, on Friday's episode after the game on Thursday, um, but. This team does have a different level of maturity and connection. And I think that has probably been the most evident uh, thing that stood out in, in, in these preseason games. That, yes, these players are a little bit further ahead than, than they probably were last year because they know where they're going to be on the floor. They know, hey, when I make this move, Franz is going to cut here, so I got to stay out of the way. Or I need to space to the corner because that's where the ball's going. Um, you know, I've noted this. I noted this stat a few times. The Magic had 29 assists total in Tuesday's game over New Orleans, and 27 total assists in Thursday's game over Cleveland. The Magic only had 16 total games with 27 or more assists all of last season. Uh, a stat that I have been eager to cite as well. You know, and it builds off of the passing, and I think we'll dive into the passing a little bit more later on in the week. Um, the Magic averaged a little bit more than six corner threes per game. They have eight, by my count at least, they have 18 total corner three-pointers in these first two games. Not enough to make you say like, okay, that's like a top mark in the league, but it's enough to make you go, huh, that 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 is certainly noticeable. Now, I will grant you, three-point attempts do go up in the preseason because you're getting a lot of teams settling for threes because they they don't know quite what they're doing yet. But the fact that the Magic are passing the ball so well and their offense does look refreshed. Um, you know, I, I know I talked a lot about the offense on Friday's episode. The offense looks different. The offense feels different than it did last year. Now, is it going to be good? Is it going to escape the bottom 10 of the league? We're going to find out. We're going to all find that out together. But the Magic have found some success here in the preseason. And, and continuity has played a big factor but they're finding success because their work from training camp and what they've done to build this team does appear to have carried over into these preseason games, reinforcing what they've been working on in practice. Well, I really like their attention to detail, their focus level, and what's standing out to me the most in these moments is their passion, uh, their willingness to share the basketball, their trust in each other, putting, finding each other in the right spots. And that's what we've said from the beginning. That's the important piece of continuity of a team and bringing that team back together so they know where the next person is and they trust that man next to them. 
And look, passing and continuity has been a big piece of this. Um, you know, I think Paolo Vancaro said at one point during training camp that it didn't really feel like they had a training camp last year. That last year, because of all the injuries, because they were down so many bodies, they didn't get to get out and compete the way that they have this year. And so you add not only another year of experience, uh, another year uh, and maturity of focus, uh, thinking, knowing what they can accomplish this year, and then you add the competition and the health that this team has in, in, in practice, it does seem like things are, are, are coming along quicker. Um, you know, from, from Mosley's perspective, he said, you know, there is a quick carryover. When players are asked to do something, they're recognizing it and applying it in real time. They're, they're often doing this without the coaches having to step in. And, and that's honestly the biggest thing is that they're able to make adjustments they're able to read and understand what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish without the coaches having to do anything. Now, as, as I've noted too, there's still a lot to clean up. Um, you know, as, as much as the magic have done some really good things, as much as the magic have put themselves in a good spot. And I apologize for the freeze there as I was, uh, changing tabs uh, to get to the, to the next next point. Um, as much as the Magic have improved in a lot of ways, they're not regular season ready. Um, you know, I, I've I've run some numbers. You know, they're they're ranking pretty high offense and offensive and defensive rating for the preseason, but it's just a preseason. Their starters are winning their minutes. They haven't quite solidified their rotations yet. There is still a lot of work to do. And Tuesday's game is a big one. It is the it, Tuesday is the dress rehearsal because, again, no offense to Flamengo, I'm real. I'm always really excited when they come to the building. They, their fans bring a lot of energy. Um, they are they are good. You know, no, the Brazilian league's not the best in the world, but it is a good. It, it will be a challenge for the players that do play, but you you expect the Magic to win that game fairly easily, and and, and it's not. You know, that game is about more about what the Magic are doing than prepping for the regular season. All these games are still more about what the Magic are doing. There's still work to do to get us ready for next Wednesday. And that's why these games are a continuation because there's still a practice Monday. There's still a practice Thursday. There's still a practice Saturday. There's still another practice mo next Monday and another practice Tuesday. You got five more practices before you get into the meat grinder. And that's plenty of time, and two games in, in, in that too. And that's plenty of time to get this team ready to go. With two games under our belts, we'll check in on the Magic's two rookies. Why it's been a mixed bag for both. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends. Hold on, let's uh, wait for the ad read to catch. Let's wait for my internet to catch up with me. There we go. Uh, first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Game Time. Hey, look, you know I love going to games. Uh, sometimes though, it's it's like a spur of the moment thing. Whether it was the Orlando Pride game on Sunday, whether it was going to a Rays game uh, uh, during the summer, whether it's getting ready for the Orlando City playoff game, or getting ready for the Orlando Magic's two preseason games this week or the home opener next Wednesday. If you want to get to the game, Game Time is your ticket in. Game Time has last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, and it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in Orlando or wherever you live. 
You gain views from all seats in the venue, and they have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and plenty more. They make buying tickets easy, plain and simple. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront cost. You know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees, and you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A. That's two N's. For $20 off, download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. You know, we're still in that early part of the season and, and everyone is always obsessed with rookies, you know, and that's good. You should be obsessed with rookies. Rookies, you know, you, you invest a lot in rookies. When you draft a rookie, you're invested for at least two years and that is huge capital. You know, I joke all the time, first round picks are like used cars. Once you use them, they start losing value. So you better get them right. And especially with a, a, a franchise in an organization like the Magic, Draft picks are the lifeblood. When you're not going to be able to rely on free agency or on star power to just be automatically attracted to you, your ability to draft is critical. Um, and, and no matter where you're at, again, I, I, you say this. I say this all the time on dra- uh, around the draft. Um, you draft who you're comfortable with. Don't worry about what the pundits say. You know, certainly with Jed Howard, there's a lot of people questioning the Magic selection of Jed Howard, but that was their guy. They took him. Um, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Take your take your guy. Um, I would say Jeff Weltman's draft record has been solid, but not sterling. Um, you know, Bo Bamba certainly did not work out. Uh, you know, Chuma OKK is on the last, uh, you know, Jonathan Isaac, really, really talented player and injuries are probably the big reason why he has not worked out fully. But, you know, again, results matter. Um, even though we're in this kind of second, second rebuild with him around here. Um, uh, you know, Chuma OKK hasn't, you know, we're not expecting him to be back next year. Maybe he has a good year. Maybe he does come back, but you know, I think we're certainly seeing Chumo KK, you know, kind of fighting for his survival in the NBA this season. If he can get on the court, um, there is, you know, the draft record is not particularly strong. Um, you know, uh, you know, there are good picks, you know, Cole Anthony looks like a home run, a solid pick at 16 at 16 and the 20, uh, 2020 draft. Um, you know, Paolo Bancaro was obviously the big one. Getting him right is set uh, set everything else up. Franz Wagner has been a fantastic pick, and and you know the jury I think is still out on Jalen Suggs. So the Magic had two first round picks, and you know immediately Jeff Weltman and everyone within the Magic said, "Hey, they're not being gifted minutes anymore. We are not. You know, this is how you know you move beyond a rebuild phase to a competitive phase." When rookies are no longer guaranteed minutes, when your roster is so full and the expectations are high enough that rookies aren't just handed jobs, aren't just handed minutes, um, that is that is a big level up. You know, we talk about leveling up. That is a level up. That is that is taking this team to that next step and to the next next step. What we have seen from both Anthony Black and Jet Howard through two preseason games, though, is at 
at minimum incomplete. Um, that is honestly how I would describe it. Certainly incomplete for Jet Howard. Anthony Black has needed to get his feet under him. Just plain and simple. He has um, done some good things, no doubt. But he has had to get himself going. Um, and that's been a bit of a struggle. Um, you know, I, 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 I like what Jalen Sugg said about it at, at practice on Saturday that, you know, his advice to Anthony Black was was just to absorb it all in, take it all in, um, go out there and have fun and, you know, savor the moment. Um, and I think what we see from Anthony Black as the game, as as the preseason has gone on is that, yeah, he's he's had some struggles, but he is starting to get a little bit more comfortable. And I do expect him to play a little better back at the Amway Center in these two games games coming up, he's had to kind of find himself and, and figure and figure himself out here. Um, you know his statistics are not super impressive. Like let's let's just be real: six total points, three for ten shooting. He has five rebounds, two assists, and two turnovers. Um, I do think that he has struggled a little bit to get his to get his comfort level running the point um, and, and, and has struggled sometimes to kind of be that floor general. Now, granted, I think some of that struggle is the lineup. The Magic are essentially playing line changes uh, where Black has played with Cole Anthony, uh, Joe Ingles or Gary Harris, Mo Wagner and Jonathan Isaac. Um, and so you're, you know, you're relying on him to be one of the main creators um, in the regular season. He's either not playing, which uh, there's there's that chance, uh, or Franz Wagner is going to be in the, in that group, or you know Wendell Carter is going to be in that group. You know there there will be someone else to kind of share that ball handling and even that playmaking load that Black is still getting down. Um, as I say all the time, the goal is to keep getting better, but for now it's important to look back at where we've been. It was alright. Uh... I think I did a lot of things that I'm asked to do whenever, you know, when I'm gonna play in the in the real season. Um, I think I defended pretty hard, uh, made some decent reads, but uh, yeah, I was just getting into the flow of the real. Black has done some good things defensively, so I don't want to just completely put him down. And again, it's it's Franz Wagner struggled in preseason. Like it's it it's not unusual. It's not impossible. You know, it when it clicks for him, it's gonna click. And, and that's kind of the thing with rookies all the time. He's got to wait for it to click. It, it does, you know, it, it may take some time. Um, for Jet Howard, Jet Howard has certainly been an incomplete. If we're going to give him a grade, it, and it's not that he's, it's anything on his end. It's just, we haven't seen Jet Howard play a uh, 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 meaningful minutes, to be perfectly honest. He has played mostly with that deep bench crew, um, with the with the Exhibit Ten guys, and look, he stood out among them. There, there is no doubt about that. His shooting has been excellent. I think he's made four of his ten three pointers um, in in preseason so far. Um, he went two for five in the game. He went two for five in the game against the Pelicans. Went two for four, so he's four for nine on threes uh, in thirty minutes of play. Um, you know, he's done some. Good, decent things. Um, you know, he's he's he's. It took, it you know, that first game against New Orleans, it took him a little while to get going. It took him a little while to kind of see the ball go through the basket and and to find his footing. But once he found it, 
um, you know, he played pretty well. And, and that shot started to go in. And you can see why the Magic maybe leaned toward him. His size and his ability to attack off the dribble are really, really important. And, and obviously, this team needs shooting. Like, they're shooting really well in the preseason. Or, or the starters are shooting really well in the preseason. They're, they're the bench, not so much. But um, the Magic needs shooting. Like, that's that we know that. Uh, and so Howard has value, but we just haven't seen Howard play in meaningful lineups, like plain and simple. Like we just haven't seen him play in meaningful lineups. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's the biggest thing missing from him because he's, he's done some good things. And, and I, I'd like to see him get sprinkled in a little bit more to, to some of those groups. Um, you know, even if it's against Flamengo, playing with the starter starting group a little bit, just kind of throwing him out there, you know, give Paolo or Franz the night off, put Jet in one of those groups and one of those groups with, with like meaningful players. And, and let's, let's see what translates even against a team like Flamengo. Um, that is the missing piece. And that is something that the magic will hopefully take care of here uh, in the preseason. When we come back, it was a banner weekend for women's sports. And I'm going to talk about why Orlando should be a part of the wave. And why it's definitely time to hashtag bring back the miracle. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at BetterHelp. Um, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash Get on your way to being your best self. Look, I don't, this last two weeks have been tumultuous to say, to say the least. Um, you know, I don't want to dive too deep into the politics of what's going on, but I, I personally do not know how you can be a human being and not feel distressed over what's going on in the world right now. Um, you know, especially someone in my position uh, and, and, and knowing, and if you know my history and know my, you know, my, know my personal history, it, you know, it has been very, very stressful. And, and I have personally been struggling to get my emotions and get my thoughts together. I, I don't believe this is the appropriate space to share a lot of those but we all have moments in our lives where we're dealing, whether it's external events in the world, whether it is internal events in our lives, we all have moments where we feel like we need to get something out and need to find a helpful listening ear to just take it all in. Sometimes it's just an emotion dump. Sometimes we just need a person to do, some, do an emotion dump to give us an empathetic ear and help guide us through some of the thoughts that we've had. I, I've used therapy for this purpose for a lot, a lot of my life. It has been something that has been a, a staple of helping me get through very tough times in my life. And it's certainly uh, something that I'm using to using today to get through a lot of the heartache and grief that is going on uh, around the world, whether or not you've been in therapy personally, therapy helps so much, even just as, as having a shoulder to cry on or just an ear that will listen to you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain 
train your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA today. This was a, a pretty big weekend in sports. Um, you know, the NBA is obviously still a week away. Uh, and, you know, I, I always want to put focus back on the bigger, you know, I, I definitely don't like to ignore national stories. And and we'll talk about the NBA. We'll, I'll do my full NBA prediction show tomorrow. I'll bring out my big board. Um, we will talk about where the Magic stand in the bigger story of the NBA. And and, and I'll, I'll, I'll put myself on record for freezing cold takes. Um, uh, on a few things, we'll do that next. We'll do that on next Tuesday for next Tuesday's episode, probably. Um, so there are bigger stories out. There are big stories out there. I won't say bigger stories. There are big stories out there. But if you are a basketball fan, the WNBA Finals has been the thing that a lot of us have been waiting for. The Las Vegas Aces and the New York Liberty have been circling each other, measuring each other, uh, testing each other. Their games have been must see TV. And today or Sunday was game three of the WNBA finals with the New York Liberty saving off elimination by defeating the Las Vegas Aces, uh, making it 2-1 in the series, heading uh, to game four on Wednesday. If you've not watched this series, it's been a little bit of a blowout, but these are the best women's basketball players in the world, some of the best basketball in the world. It, it has been super intense, as you would expect any playoff and certainly any final series to be, uh, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. If you've been following... Uh, sports in general, though, as uh, the the New York Liberty at the Barclays Center uh, had, I think, 18,000. I think they sold out the Barclays Center for this game. Over at Iowa, and I don't like to say nice things about Iowa. Sorry, Joel. Um, Iowa, I think, Iowa packed in Kinnick Stadium for an exhibition game between I between the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Paul Blue Demons. Um, you know, Caitlin Clark, obviously a huge star, humongous star. Know her name. She is... Going to be the number one, you know, she's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. She is, she is freaking Steph Curry, uh, frankly, with her ability to score and shoot. Um, their, their game outdoors at Kinnick Stadium even included a wave to the, uh, to the hospital uh, on the other side of the, uh, of the stadium. If you don't know about the Iowa wave, uh, when you're done watching this show, go YouTube it. It is, it is excellent. Here in Orlando, we had a, ch- a chance to celebrate a-, a big step by our women's soccer team, the Orlando Pride. They won their game 1-0, uh, setting up a chance for them to make the playoffs. Unfortunately, New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC uh, was able to win, so they tied for the final playoff spot, missing out on that final playoff spot, if I read the tiebreakers correctly, by two goals, by goal differential of two. Uh, they were minus one. New Jersey, New York was plus one. Um, they're, they're in seventh. Six teams make the playoffs. Uh, for the Pride, this was a, a huge step forward. They've had some crazy turmoil um, over the last several years. Seb Hines, former Orlando City players, really come in, stabilize that franchise, did a great job getting that young group to play together. They got better as the season went on. They did exactly what you want a young team to do. Uh, and the Exploria Stadium apparently had eight that eight thousand plus fans at the game. High, you know, one of the high, most high, one of the highest attended games for the Orlando Pride in quite some time. There's a lot, there should be a lot of excitement for the Pride and what their future brings, even, you know, with Martha coming to the end of her career. Uh, but there should be a lot of excitement about what the Pride 
are building and, and what they can potentially be as they continue to develop further. You know, we got a lot of fun young teams here in Orlando between the Pride, between Orlando City, who's second place in the MLS right now, um, in the entire MLS. They're going to the playoffs. Uh, they got one more game left in the regular season before the playoffs start, and obviously the Orlando Magic. It just, you know, all this stuff reminds me how much fun it is to have year-round basketball here. Um, we're, 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 we're seeing this humongous moment for the WNBA. And the WNBA has already announced an expansion team in uh, San Francisco uh, with the Golden State Warriors group. Uh, I believe they are set to announce another expansion team in Portland, which has a long history of supporting women's, women's athletics. Uh, the Portland Thorns especially have been the kind of the flagship franchise of the NWSL, one of the great women's, women's franchises uh, in the entire country. Everyone is ready to jump in on, on the WNBA. And again, if you haven't watched WNBA, there are skeptics out there. And if you're a skeptic, just you don't need to say anything. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Women's basketball may not be for everybody. But check out Wednesday's Game 4. It's going to be really, really fun. It's Wednesday. I believe the tip-off is at 8, 7 or 8. Uh, I'll double-check the time on WNBA.com. Um, it's going to be a really, really fun game. And these are two fantastic teams. If you're like me and you've been in Orlando for a very, very long time, you do remember that the Orla that Orlando used to have a WNBA franchise of their own. The Orlando Miracle, I believe, played three seasons in Orlando in the early 2000s before the DeVos family, uh, at around the time that they were considering selling the Orlando Magic, they kind of folded the Orlando Solar Bears when the, I when the IHL folded, and then they sold the uh, Orlando Miracle uh, to a group in Connecticut, and and were, they were moved to Connecticut be, to become the Connecticut Sun. We did not know how good we had things back then, though. Um, I remember that first year with the Miracle, the Orlando Arena was packed. The TD Waterhouse Center, whatever it was called back then, um, was packed. You could feel the energy and the excitement of those teams. And and while they were kind of a middling team there, there are a few years here, you could really feel the excitement. Um even then, I don't think Orlando was ready for that kind of a team and, and, and that kind of kind of year-round support for sports in the city. Orlando is a very different city than it was back when the Miracle were around. Um, this is a city that that um, is extremely open and welcoming, is diverse. It, it wants something of its own to support. It's why Orlando City has taken off. It's why, you know, when... They actually promote the pride and the pride are doing well. The pride are, are the pride create one of the best atmospheres, I would say, in the NWSL. And they just haven't given their fans much to cheer about. Um, it's why UCF is such a big thing, too. The city wants something to call its own. It, it wants to welcome the world in. If, if there's one thing Orlando's known for, it is for welcoming the world. And I think that this would be a great market for women's basketball. Um, yes. You know, we have not hosted the NCAA tournament like we should. I, I think Orlando, I think Orlando should be much more aggressive going after the women's NCAA tournament as much as it goes after the men's. They've held the final four in Tampa over the last few years. And if you're not going to put a WNBA team in Orlando, Tampa would be a great place for a WNBA team too. I don't want to knock Tampa. We we like to butt heads a little bit with our friend with our friends to the West, but um, but uh Tampa would be a great place for a WNBA team, and I would support a WNBA team there in a heartbeat as well. Um I think Orlando would be a fantastic place for the WNBA to return. Um, you know, I don't have an answer for the ownership group or or, or or anything like that, 
but I do know there are is enough evidence to my eye that this is a place that would support uh, the WNBA coming back to Orlando. Um, I don't know what the WNBA's expansion plans are. I think they're going to stop at two teams for now. That is a league that is teeming, teeming uh, for success. That is a league that is ready to just burst and ready to to grow and expand. Um, they are they are having they're having much more than a moment. Um, this is a league that is you know twenty five plus years of existence, longer than any women's professional league in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. They are far ahead of where the NBA was twenty five years into their existence. I'll tell you that much. Um, they are not something that's just propped up by the NBA. They are a, they are a successful business on their own, uh, and they they're ready to take advantage of a moment where there's just a lot of interest in women's sports and there should be, um, you know, because they are those, those, those women are role models and they are excellent athletes and excellent players. And again, women's basketball may not be for everyone. And if it's not, you know, fast forward to the end. Thanks for listening. We'll see. We'll see you next time. I'm almost done here anyway. Um, it's okay. It's okay. If it's not for you, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm here to spread the gospel, but I'm not here to force it on you. Um, this is a really exciting moment for basketball in general when everyone can see themselves playing. And and again, I think Orlando is the perfect community to welcome the WNBA in here. And that's why every time we get to the end of the WNBA season, I'm just like, bring back the miracle. I want that excitement in Orlando. And I know Orlando would love that excitement here as well. Those are my two cents. Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, they're they're listening. Maybe they're not, I don't know, but hopefully you're listening and, and you go back and Watch those games or you watch Wednesday's uh, WNBA Finals game four between the Las Vegas Aces and the New York Liberty should be a good one. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Which are tuned in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun we podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagic. Daily. For more on the Orlando Magic, also be sure to check out the Orlando Magic Hub by Patreon page at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. Going deeper into Orlando Magic practices and 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 deeper into articles that I'm writing on Orlando Magic Daily. Um, you know, just kind of kind of doing sidebars off sidebars as I always do. So if you want the next level of detail on Orlando Magic coverage, join my join my Patreon page. I am trying to start a community as well. I have a Discord server where you can talk to me as well in real time and be up to date on everything going on with the Orlando Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Rossman, right? We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.